0: A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. You're listening to Now This Is Lit, a Star Wars books podcast. I'm your host, McDowell I use she, her pronouns. This week, a full spoiler discussion. Kirsten White's Star Wars Padawan. How about we begin um with a little bit about you, so why don't you introduce yourself um and kind of tell me more about why you're here and uh, and uh, you know what what's ah uh, what's up with your Star Wars reading? How you doing? So my name is Elizabeth.
1: I am a freelance entertainment writer, and um, I love Star Wars. It's why I'm here first and foremost. and uh, the summer of of Obi-Wan Kenobi, that was the summer of uh, 2022 that we have been blessed with so much Obi-Wan content, Mm -hmm. um, really made me, I never disliked Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I was Mm -hmm. always like, I understand why people are super into him. I don't really get it, but the thing I love about Star Wars is everyone has their favorites and all the content that we got this summer about him made me like, understand totally and I fell in love with him <laughs> just like everyone else I'm like wow I've really been missing out the last uh 20 odd years <laughs> uh not a seeing for him seeing him for what he like why everyone loves him and uh this book especially I really really liked seeing this side of him and this mm-hmm. uh a- the age that he's in because it's such being like 16 years old is such yeah. a such a moment in everybody's life and seeing it from him where he's this you see you think of Obi-Wan think this like cool calm and collected sage wise character Mm -hmm. and of course he wasn't always like that so it's nice to really see him in that era
0: exactly and like you know we could have never gotten this particular era of Obi-Wan trying to figure out who he is and what he wants to be but what we did in within all of this like the summer of obi-wan kenobi that we never asked for and we we're, were just gifted right. anyway like it would it could have just been a book it could have just been a comic it could have just been a series that was possibly once going to be a movie that became this whole beautiful thing but no 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 we got it all <laughs> we got multiple books featuring obi-wan we got the show we got a comic Still getting a comic, it's not over yet. I haven't read it yet. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I I haven't. I I I'm so
1: slow at reading comics, so mm. no judgment. It takes I'm so behind the boat when it when it comes to them. I'm like, oh,
0: I'll get to it. <laughs> I, I have not a read I have not read a Star Wars comic since 2020. So, like, you know, you gotta go at your own pace sometimes. There's a lot of Star Wars to read. There are yes. many, many books. Um Yeah, so so this summer, we were blessed with um, an Obi-Wan Kenobi story um, set earlier than we've gotten any Kenobi content in uh, canon so far, and um, I just, as soon as I put the call out for this episode and you responded, I was like, this is perfect, this is great, we're going to have a great time, and we already are. I cannot wait to talk to you about this book, but I want to know, I want to go back little bit, I want to know how your journey through Star Wars reading began how did How did Star Wars books become part of your life?
1: Star Wars books are fairly recent for me. I have the pandemic and having all this time newfound time on my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars was definitely the a real escape uh, for me It kept me Level headed when everything around me was not. And so, because of that, it's like, well, there's only so many movies that I can watch, and I will watch them repeatedly. I will watch Clone Wars repeatedly. I will <laughs> watch Mandalorian and all the new streaming shows we've got. But I'm like, I still want more. And it started on like those, like when you have like the Wikipedia dives, but mm. on Wikipedia, and you just mm-hmm. get into like, this endless cycle of clicking and reading. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just start reading the books. (laughs) And so I (laughs) picked them up uh, about starting two years ago and just find ones that like, I was interested in that character. I I didn't pay much attention to like legends versus canon because Mm -hmm. I just enjoy the books for as they are. Mm -hmm. If they are considered canon now or not anymore, I'm just like, I I like to read the stories. Mm -hmm. It's all like one big thing for me. And, uh, yeah, so I'm fairly new, but I like it because it's like, I can bring Star Wars wherever I go. I think the first one I read was Ahsoka. Oh, that is a good first read. Oh man. It was, it's so one of my favorites.
0: (laughs) Oh man. Ahsoka, the novel has a special place in my heart because it was the Star Wars book that brought me back to Star Wars books. It was (sighs) like, there was a huge gap where I was just like doing other stuff. And then like Ahsoka happened and I'm here, here we are. Here we are. Yes, talking here about we are on a podcast. I mean, it's becoming quite common for people to say that like 2020 was the catalyst to their Star Wars something or other, you know, them becoming like them doing all the deep dives that they never did before. And that's kind of beautiful. I mean, like, in in the context of real world things maybe not so much but like i know people who started podcasts that year who got into reading the books who were re- were watching all the shows for the first time like i mean you know making the most of of a of a time in the world i like it i approve
1: exactly i think that of all the Bad things the last couple of years have given us the ability to like find enjoyment and joy in the things that we loved mm. as kids or teenagers and like refining that as adults mm. has been such a wonderful thing for my soul mm. and a lot of like my friends and i 'm glad that all these new communities and like friendships are now
0: forming because of this mutual love of star wars mm. I love yeah. <laughs> it 's so great i 've met so many people. Um, online because of Star Wars things and like you, you never thought that that would happen and uh, it happens it's great um, yeah I, I still am kind of upset with myself because I did in preparation for The Rise of Skywalker which came out the end of 2019 I did a full Star Wars rewatch of everything so all the movies all the shows and then 2020 happened and I didn't you know have a lot of places to go and I was like I really wish that I would have not done all of that last year and then I could have done it now <laughs> I, still I could have done it again it's yeah <laughs> it's like I'm constantly
1: watching reading consuming at least one piece of Star Wars media yeah. always
0: I love that I love that because it's like it's always just like a little part of your day or your week um, I mean that's like one of the beautiful things about having as much Star Wars as we do is like you can pick and choose what you want when you want it and it's great just like yeah just like this book that we got, yes. <laughs> Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten <laughs> White, came out earlier, uh, the, it's, it's still summer, I had to check myself for a second, it is still, still summer, somehow. Came out earlier, last month actually, uh, July 26th, um, and it was not her first Star Wars story, she did write a short story for, uh, from a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back. If I'm remembering the story correctly, it was quite a good one. All of them were. Um, Yeah, so not her first um, Star Wars, but her first Star Wars novel. And um, as we're going to talk about, it turned out pretty great. So it takes place. um, Obi-Wan Kenobi is 16 years old. So this is the earliest Kenobi story that we've gotten in canon in the form of a novel. Um, Quite a range of of time for him because we've now gotten him, you know, he's a little angsty, he's a little trying to figure out what he's doing with his life. And then we've got him all the way, you know, he's a he's a wise, wise gentleman who's uh lived a life and figured things out. And we um, meet him, unfortunately, at the end of his life. Is there a point throughout the Kenobi saga, the stretch of his life that we've gotten, that is like kind of the most like, intriguing to you? Do you have like a, this is the Kenobi that's my favorite? I I love all the
1: Kenobi, every version (laughs) of him. Um, I'm interested in learning more about, and I think it's the different aspects of his life and like where he is in those moments Mm. uh, is like, I just, I like seeing how he reacts in different situations Mm. and like the growth that you see in the change over time. Um, Mm. The Kenobi that we meet in the Obi-Wan series, I think is my favorite. Um, Even although it's like the one that the the Kenobi that made me like understand like Mm. why everyone loves him Mm -hmm. so that I might be a little biased in saying that that's like why it's my favorite but (laughs) you see him coming to terms with multiple traumatic events Mm -hmm. and like trying to avoid it and then having to like face these things head on um it meant a lot to me personally um to see that represented in Star Wars by like such a beloved character Mm -hmm. uh And so I think that that's why if I have to pick a favorite, if someone is really twisting my arm, it's going to be
0: the Obi-Wan series, Mm Obi-Wan. I'm right there with you, actually. I really was really excited for that show and very pleased um, with what we got Um, just in that time in his life where he has so many regrets and he's carrying so much and he has to really work through that. Um, It's a beautiful series. If you have not watched it, first of all, how? So, you know <laughs> all, you. I'm, presumably you're listening to this because you found it on twitter and if you're on twitter and you haven't seen kenobi i don't know how okay, but you need to watch it if you haven't because it's great um and it really is is great to get so many stories with him in it at different points in his life because as you said it's that growth it's that seeing him like deal with different things and seeing even knowing who he eventually becomes um and what he eventually goes through and what he eventually accomplishes like to see him struggle is really like something um we didn't get to see like a whole lot in the prequels until toward the end um and it's really important for a character even someone like obi-wan kenobi who you think oh he he's you know he's obi-wan kenobi you know he can do no wrong he can't struggle he's a jedi master but the truth is that like he to get to the point that we saw him in, in a new hope, you know, he had to go through things Um, as we saw in this book. It began, you know, all the way back when he's at this stage in his life, when he's realizing he's no longer, you know, a youngling, he's a Padawan. Now he has to um, take steps forward and he has to do his Jedi training. And, you know, meditation is hard, man. Like he he gets it. He doesn't get it, but he gets it. He's supposed to get it. Um, And it's really great to see, to, have that kind of change where you see him like he's really just he doesn't know what he wants um and you'd think a jedi padawan is like oh i'm a padawan i'm here in the jedi temple to study being a jedi well he knows that but also there's a higher Republic connection in this book because he figures out who the way seekers were and he figures out like what that means to a point um and he and throughout this book he kind of comes to understand that like sometimes there is a different path. um, And it doesn't, and it means he doesn't necessarily have to go on the path that he always thought was the one that was set for him. Um, Did you expect, first of all, there to be any kind of higher public references in this book? Because I did not. I, I will,
1: I'm going to first and foremost say I have not engaged with the high republic media I've like seen it I've observed Mm -hmm. it from the sidelines Mm -hmm. I'm very interested and this is probably (laughs) actually the piece of media that's going to get me to like really dig into it I don't know to say that I would be expecting it but since it is something that it almost feels like it's like this underground club like the people Mm -hmm. who engage with like high republic content and read the books and, and and consume the media because it's not it's something that is star wars that does not exist on the screen yet Mm -hmm. And I think that is, it's a really cool time in Star Wars history, but it doesn't exist on the screen yet. Mm -hmm. So I think that like tying it in to something that is related, that is Obi-Wan, that Mm -hmm. is something that maybe people who like don't always read Star Wars books, they might pick this one up because of the Obi-Wan summer Mm -hmm. is a really cool way to tie that in. I don't know if that was intentional or or if they were even thinking of that, but Mm -hmm. I think that not that I expected it. But this is a great opportunity for them to tie this into mm-hmm. it.
0: Yeah, I, I do speak as them as the collective Star Wars we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I didn't think that that would like I didn't expect it um, because it's never really happened before yet. Because you know, so much of the, like what we got earlier this year, for example, was higher public content, and then the prequel stuff that we were getting in Queen's Hope and Brotherhood, it was very focused like on prequels and didn't go back that far. So to have this. Um, First of all, like until you were talking about it just now, I really didn't think about the fact that like it really could motivate someone who hasn't even like, who's maybe like considered picking it up, but hasn't yet kind of, you know, they get this like subtle reference. You don't have to understand the higher republic to like get it, but it's there. And maybe someone could be like, oh, I've been meaning to read that or I've heard of that. I don't know if I want to do it, but maybe I could give it a try. Um, That's really cool. And I don't know if that was intentional, but like, I feel like maybe sort of it could have been Um, or just accidental awesomeness. I don't know. I think Star Wars is really good. I mean, people, some people may disagree with me, but I think it is really good at
1: including things from other eras other uh projects Mm -hmm. that the average viewer does not have to understand Mm -hmm. to enjoy like the media but it adds like a different level of appreciation Mm -hmm. to it like i think the mandalorian is a really good example of this like Mm -hmm. i have friends who have no interest in star wars they love the mandalorian Mm -hmm. and then like me and my husband who are like walking star wars encyclopedias <laughs> understand like all the little like references and like things like that so i think this book is like a, a literary example of that where mm. it has like these nods to other projects where it's like oh i know exactly what they're talking about i or if they, you don't know what they're talking about what are they talking about mm. oh there's a whole other series about this time i'll read that so i think they're i think they're pretty good at that.
0: Yeah. Oh, when I'm talking about the books, I like to kind of say that they're supplemental to other material because they're, you know, you don't have to read them. You don't have to engage with them. But like when you if you do, there is like that added like you get kind of more in-depth understanding of other media what other media has given you. Yeah. Um, and so it's it kind of works the same way. Um, you know, like you said with the Mandalorian, like, um, it's built so that even if you know nothing going in, um, you can understand what's going on and you can really appreciate it. It's that deeper level of, oh, I know who Ahsoka is. I know her entire story. That episode was great because I know where she's been and I know exactly who she's looking for and why. Um, exactly the episode I was thinking of too. <laughs> she she has been on my mind lately it's for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> um yeah so like this is a really good example of um there is that surface level understanding of like anyone and i think you know with padawan like it is a book that someone who maybe hasn't even read a star wars book before could come in could pick up this book could read it could really really love it they likely know at least who obi-wan kenobi is right? right um but you know there are small references there are small things you know we're at some point in, earlier in this episode, I did give some kind of spoiler warning. So I'm just going to do this now because it fits. Um, Dex, hey, like I, I was not expecting that origin story in this book. Me either. I was, I got to that page and I was like, wait. Like as they're describing him and I think it was
1: either like the top of a page or like, it was literally like a page turn until he like said his name. And like, I like went back and like, I was like, that's so, that was such a treat. Such a treat because that, moment in attack of the clones so it's like well how like who is obi-wan hanging out with right that he like knows who this guy is
0: and that was so fun i love that yeah i this book has a lot of those where like i did not expect that but i love it and like the the dex origin story introduction like it's not i'm going to use the word obnoxious it's not like oh, like we needed to have this origin story in here because like it's there and it's perfect. It fits with the characters, it fits with the time and it connects everything else that we know about the relationship and the way that the relationship formed is just so chaotic. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, I, I just, I completely agree. It was a very organic meeting mm-hmm. a very organic introduction and it which why it took me so much by surprise and I like I saw it because I yeah. really wasn't expecting it <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and now like we can go back um to attack of the cones and be like oh like I know how they met now um yeah. <laughs> which is which is great um okay next question I'm going to ask you is technically a two-parter so have you watched um the phantom menace since you read this book I have not rewatched it since I, but I know it so well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because what, what I'm curious about um, what, cause I haven't had a chance to rewatch it yet either. I guess technically I played like the, the Lego Skywalker saga level of that. So like, I kind of got the whole story again. I don't know, like, but the, the, the spark notes version. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Um, so like, I, I, I'm wondering um, and you can give your thoughts on this too. It, it how this book kind of recontextualizes in a good way um how we view the phantom menace because um we've got another we've gotten one other book before this that also comes before um the phantom menace with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan um you know not getting along super well and trying to figure things out and trying to um you know connect um which is which is the whole thing. But in the Phantom Menace we see that they're there, they're they're vibing, everything's working fine um so to speak but it's not that way in this book and um you know it's like after you've read the story after you know like where they were now will you kind of view that movie a little bit differently especially like seeing their relationship and especially the ending which i don't need to spoil that because we all know how, we all 20, know how it's... over 20 years spoiler
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I remember seeing it in theaters. <laughs> um, oh. yeah, I, every time I read a new Star Wars book, I see it. There's a new show that's like inserted into the timeline. Mm-hmm. I always want to go back and watch the next, like the ne- the movie that would fall in the timeline mm-hmm. after that, and yeah. just see how if it changes um, my perspective or just appreciate a moment mm-hmm. like a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I do. I I, I'm almost like well I guess this means there's like another book that has to be written between these two and like I would Mm. like to see them getting along the whole time but I think it makes me think a little bit differently about when Qui-Gon dies and he like and his dying breath is saying take care of Anakin Mm. and not like I was so proud to because that always bugged me like Mm. watching the movie I'm like what you're just tossing this 9-year-old onto obi-wan and you're not mm. being like it was it was so nice being your your master and teaching you but mm. they don't have that relationship and i think right. what these um books are like confirming is like mm. no they aren't this like super close like bond they don't right. have this like really tight relationship and it was mm-hmm. never that way so that yeah. wouldn't be something that he would say to him right. uh which gives me a little bit more like okay I understand it right. I get it now
0: yeah I th- I think their relationship is very much like a lot is said without saying anything yes um and yeah. I think a lot of it is like in do in this action this is me showing you that I trust you which I think is is difficult for Obi-Wan because like he <laughs> He does like to talk. Um, yes. <laughs> so, like, you know, that that that's really their struggle a lot in uh, Master and Apprentice is like they're just not communicating. Um, yeah, and we see that here too. Still, where <laughs> Obi Wan is just trying to like he's just trying to meditate, and he's just like, um, you know, he's doing his best, and he's trying to impress his master, and he's having all these doubts because he doesn't feel like he's doing what he's supposed to be doing here doesn't feel like in his training he's at where he's supposed to be and his master is not like he's not reprimanding him He's not like telling him oh you're doing a terrible job like because that's not really Qui-Gon is anyway um I mean you know by the time we get to spoilers his appearance in Obi-Wan Kenobi then maybe maybe he's a little bit more sassy but he's allowed to be at that point I guess when you're a force ghost I feel like you can kind of say and do whatever you want it's you know, no one can really tell you that you can't. Exactly.
1: You're you're on your own. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that the relationship between in both Padawan and Master and Apprentice, the relationship between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan mirrors in its own way the relationship between obi-wan and anakin Mm. and like i the way that it's like well he's like obi-wan and padawan is like well he's not telling me that i'm doing things wrong Mm. obi-wan kind of does that to anakin and like there's the communication Mm issue uh issue that they have as well where obi-wan's like well like i'm teaching you the way that you need to do it and like and anakin's someone who like needs to be like very like direct about uh feedback I guess yeah. uh, and Obi-Wan's just not that way so I do no. think that the the pattern of like those relationships uh in their their lineage line kind of repeats itself
0: mm-hmm. is very interesting oh yeah definitely um you know because Obi-Wan you know having had a very specific master he's trying to be a teacher in the way that he knows how right and like it's not his fault that like Anakin doesn't necessarily always learn the way that Obi-Wan is teaching, which is like, it's tragic, but it's so true to like how mentorships work sometimes. It's like, you can try your best. um, And it's not even sometimes the fact that like you and the person that you're mentoring don't work. It's just that the style of learning, you might have to adjust. And that's hard, especially for someone like Obi-Wan who like really, especially by the time he is... Anakin's master is very much like I I cannot break the rules this is the rule book this is how we're doing things we can't veer from that unless for whatever reason we have to to survive um yeah so man I never really thought about it like that um and it just makes it even more tragic because yeah it was no one's fault I mean it was all Palpatine's fault so I guess it's you, we <laughs>
1: just blame it on him but it's, yeah. it was never Obi-Wan's fault no no <laughs> yeah no.
0: And he learns that in the series, which oh is my great. Gosh. And I, I it, it really, like, I know we're talking about this book, but like, the mark of a really good TV series to me is I'm still thinking about it months after it's over. And that's me. I'm just over here thinking about it still. Me um, too. I mean, it's everything, this whole, everything's
1: all tied in. This yeah. book is, is tied in, to brotherhood is tied into the mm. series. So good on them for, for launching these all around the same time because it was like oh we can map, put all this map pieces of this map together mm-hmm. and uh follow the trajectory of obi-wan's life
0: yeah it's like we have like an unofficial trilogy now we have pod one we have yeah. brotherhood and then we have the obi-wan kenobi series and it hits those very critical points in obi-wan's life um we need a novelization of the series like now that they're gonna oh do that gosh. but like wouldn't that be great though like I don't know. Someone just needs to like take the script and just make it to a book. I would read it. Oh, I, uh, would, I mean, I would read anything. <laughs> but my 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 favorite thing
1: is just diving in like deep into these moments, which is why I fell in love with Star Wars books, because mm. it's like you can take this moment in a movie or this moment that is like spoken about, that is a throwaway line about the mm. business on on Kentonimoida.
0: And then yep. it's like, oh, it's a whole book. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yep. <laughs> That is, that is brilliant how they can take, you know, you could say, oh, it's a book based on one line in a movie, but it's that, and then like so much more beneath that. Right. And um, it just, it, it adds so much depth. That's like, that's what these books are for. They add so much depth in a lot of ways to the stories that already exist. That's exactly. why they call it the expanded universe is, is it, it's expanding, you know, what we have from the movies and the TV shows and just making it deeper, making it, making certain moments hurt more, making other moments. Like it's those little things that you might miss at first. And then like a book will come along and make you think like, oh, that is actually a beautiful moment that I just skipped over. Sometimes I'm trying to think of an example as I'm talking and I can't, of course, but um, I'm sure there's something in Queen's Hope. You know, a lot of that was to me was like, because I was never like a huge, like Anakin and Padme romance fan, but like Queen's Hope to me was like oh like they had all these moments that like seeing that from that perspective I get it now like yes. I understand their relationship so much more because of this book that's why we need them
1: I and I think that there. what I love about the books like what you're saying is that it gives more to these moments but these moments are not always like the big moments that like they're intending that they intend to be and like a lot of times the new media the new the books have to write around things that these movies that were written in, and produced in the 70s mm-hmm. like set the groundwork for mm-hmm. and then but it, they do such a good job of like making all the puzzle pieces fit together that you're mm-hmm. like did george lucas have this in mind in 1977 right, 1977? right. <laughs> like the moment i'm thinking of in really relation to obi-wan is the moment when um, Obi-Wan dies mm. and he looks over and sees that the twins are together. And it's almost like a moment of realization after seeing the series is like, mm. his work is done. They're okay. They have each other. They're gonna be, they know each other is there. They're gonna be fine. And that reads totally different than I saw it when I first saw the movie or when I saw the movie a month ago or two mm-hmm. months ago now, yeah. before May.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I, Star Wars is going to keep growing, like not just with the shows and the movies when we eventually get more of them. Who knows when that's actually going to happen? <laughs> who knows? They just, they keep telling us things and then things change. That's how it works. Um, But the more stories we get, like there are people who like, for them, it's too overwhelming or like there's too many stories to keep up with. Like, I get that and I respect that. But also the more that the universe grows, the more everything connects in a way that makes you appreciate everything that came before it a little bit more. And that's something about like this huge franchise that has always really meant a lot to me is that they care so much about making you care about Star Wars more than you already did with every new thing that comes out. I don't know how they consistently do that, but it just keeps happening. (laughs) Yes, 100%.
1: Every movie, TV show, book, comic, anything... I, be, my first, I'm a, I, I'm not a good critic because after I finished like watching or reading something, I'm like, I had a great time with Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> like, I, so I sometimes like think I have to sit on things for like mm. a, a, a couple weeks until right. I like can have actual opinions, but like right. it just makes me so happy yeah. to fall in love with this galaxy in this universe and it makes it feel just so fleshed out and almost like it's real in, in a way because these characters are so deeply developed. And mm. now we can see what Obi-Wan was thinking when he was 16 years old and struggling to find himself, which is
0: just awesome. It is. It is. Obi-Wan does do a lot of questioning in this book. And it's something I expected, but also didn't at the same time because you have to know, like even if you're not like even if you don't read young adult books all the time like I do, um, you have to know that a character at this age is going to be like freaking out because they don't know wh- how anything works, they don't know who they are, where they fit. That's exactly where Obi Wan is in this book, and he's questioning a lot of things. Um, and one thing I I didn't didn't like see coming. Um, was him possibly questioning his sexuality. So let's talk about that. I think it's important that we talk about this. Um, so I didn't see this coming. That does not mean that I'm not here for it because like, however you read this, um, I'm I'm with it. Um, so there's this whole thing and I'm asking you this for a reason that you already know about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, basically, you you wrote an article about this that yes. I- that I edited it's fine um so um when I first read this book it didn't even occur to me that um the conversation around any of this questioning that he's doing would be oh he's questioning his sexuality he might be queer when that was brought to my attention I thought back on it and I was like oh that makes total sense go you Obi-Wan whatever you want to do right but um I think it's great that the author kind of like left it up to interpretation because um you know the way star wars fandom works is a character can mean to you whatever you want it want them to mean to you what what it in the context of your life um character might mean different things to you etc so um did you read it this way when you first read the book I, when I first read the book, I like blatantly, it came out, it was
1: like a punch in the face. Mm. I was like, this is it. He's, I love that. I've also, I've also like, headcanon is the right word. Obi-Wan has always read queer to me. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> I mean, he has, he has by twice in his name.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I need to like unpack like- right? 25 years of my fandom really quick hold up <laughs> that i'm looking i'm staring at his name right now and it's right there this right? Whole time it's right it's right there been, it's the been here this time. whole 45 years <laughs> <laughs> it's been here and we all missed it of us, i did
1: oh he- my god <laughs> He's, he's always read that way. He's always read queer to me, Mm -hmm. specifically bisexual for me. But I, what I love about fictional characters is that they can mean something different to everyone. Um, But so that was when I read that part, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And it's like right there, literally in black and white and uh, on the page. And then when I read it again, I was like, I read it as more like up to interpretation, Mm. um, which I also, which I, which I really like. That it's mm-hmm. not like Obi Wan saying, "I am bisexual. I am like a romantic. I am queer." Like he's mm-hmm. not using words because yeah. I don't think words like that exist in Star Wars anyway. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like that it's very much how you want to read it because yeah. one of my favorite things about talking about Star Wars characters with people is they bring up things that I don't notice about a character or Mm -hmm. I bring up things they may not notice about a character. We notice things in different characters that mean things to us personally. And I Mm -hmm. think that enriches the whole experience of loving Star Wars and interacting with it and talking about it. And I think this is the perfect example of that. Uh, I mean, there there was a lot of internet discourse about Mm -hmm. this at the time, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's just that these are there. That's a question the sixteen-year-old would have. That's a question yeah. that people in their forties like yeah. think. And it's a very universal mm. human experience. And to have it be Obi-Wan again, this legacy character who's been around for as long as Star Wars has existed, having these conversations, it's like, oh, they're just like me, yeah. <laughs> even though they don't really exist. <laughs> but. <laughs> I, I loved reading that and especially in young adult books I'm always like
0: mm. yes exactly and you know that's why it's so important for all of us to pay attention to all the different perspectives we're seeing especially on a place like Twitter because you know that's where I saw it for the first time and like as soon as I started reading more about people what people were saying it just made me appreciate it so much more like I never would have picked up on that or maybe I would have at some point, but like, that's just not how I read it. But someone else, I mean, you immediately were like, yes, exactly. Thank you for sort of maybe confirming that for me. Um, And I love that. I love that because this is one book. It's the same story. Everyone reads the same thing. But the fact that we can all read the same Star Wars book and get different things out of it is just beautiful to me and yet another reason why these books are so important to me and to all the fans and to everyone because um they mean something different to, as you said, every person who reads them and that's how they should be. Fiction is not a textbook. It's mm-hmm. not like
1: this is what this event happened at this time and blah 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 it 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 lends like human emotion and human experience and that's what I love about reading all kinds of fiction but especially fiction that's connected to like a larger franchise and a larger thing in general because it's something that like not everybody had maybe has read novel xyz but everybody has heard of star wars and right. most people have opinions on it, whether they're good or bad. So that's what I love about <laughs> Star Wars novels in general.
0: And what's great about the internet is if someone has a different opinion than you, sometimes it's okay to just disagree and walk away yep. and everything <laughs> is fine. Exactly. Exactly. Good, good internet advice in general. Correct. Correct. Just walk away. <laughs> I'm trying to take my own advice as best as I can.
1: Oh, it's so hard sometimes. I'm like, sometimes I just have to go off Twitter because I'm like, I'm going to get in an argument with a stranger. And my husband's like, do you think that's a good idea? Like, nope. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Turn off the phone. Exactly. Because we can do that. Remember, your phone has an off switch or you could just let it die like I did earlier today. Okay. (laughs) So one um, important part of the story is um, Obi-Wan literally doing exactly what he needed to do without meaning to. Um, Thanks Qui-Gon for that, which is um, getting out of his quote unquote bubble and literally going to an entirely different planet where everything is different and nothing is like he's ever experienced before to give him kind of like that taste of freedom that he needed to kind of decide what path he was going to go on next. Um, And I really haven't I, I wrote this question and then I didn't come up with an answer for myself. So that's, I'm a great host. Um, but <laughs> I, I am kind of wondering now after this book, um, you know, having, having seen the outside world this way and kind of like, because throughout this book, he's kind of thinking like, oh, this could be my life. Like maybe not this exact planet because the entire time I was trying to kill them. It's everything turns out fine in the end. Um, but he kind of realizes, like, maybe, maybe the Jedi path, the path that I've always been told I need to follow is not maybe the one I want to follow. And so he's trying, this is part of his journey, he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. And I'm I'm wondering now how that kind of changes, um, you know, how he develops as a Jedi moving forward. um, Because... Up until this point, he's been very like, he's he's trying to impress his master. He's trying to do his best. Doesn't always get there. He hasn't really found, you know, his rhythm, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, later on when we see him, he's he struggles, but like eventually he always gets back to, I am a Jedi. I am one with the force. This is what I'm meant to do. This is who I'm meant to be. And this is who I'm meant to help. Um, I'm wondering if like this book really kind of shapes how he kind of gets there. I think a hundred
1: percent. I think that when people like hear the name Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's like, oh, qu- quintessential Jedi, like the perfect Jedi. Um, but he, this isn't the only time he's like questioned that, Hey, is the Jedi order going to be, uh, what I, what I'm going to do with my life. He mm-hmm. clearly makes his thought about this. And he continues to think about this for most of his life For pretty, mm-hmm. I would say until, Right up almost until the end of his life mm-hmm. yeah. and I, it makes me almost think that like because he is so much of that like quintessential jedi he ha- he is that because he understands what it's like or can see what a life would be like has thought of what a life would be like not doing this so mm-hmm. yes he's a he's a rule follower but he will break the rules from time to time something that continues like mm-hmm. he he's he's Anakin is a big menace but <laughs> Obi-Wan is like a half menace <laughs> he's the, the sneaky thought. one <laughs> he's not as like he's not as much as like in your face about it like he's not going to jump out of the speeder mm. like maybe Anakin would but he's go- he'll do things like that aren't the norm that aren't like what the um what the Jedi Order would like approve of and I think because he has this experience so young and is kind of able to like stretch his wings it it definitely 100% shapes him for the mm. rest of his life. And those yeah. decisions that he does or does not make later on
0: yeah exactly and it's also I think um it, it helps like in your life to like you look back on those moments where you did try to kind of fear from what your you thought your path might be and you kind of tried to figure out like oh maybe I'll do this instead or maybe I'll go this way um which is what it kind of does in this book he kind of goes off he's not he's under zero supervision He he's everything is chaos um and you know I I could see him like looking back on that time and kind of like using it to recenter himself right um because you know he'll remember like oh you know I could have lived a life of complete chaos but I chose this instead and there's a reason for that I really like that Um, yeah this book have giving like that context to like in his moments where he's doubting did I make the right decision like he can always go back to this yes Hmm. I, I completely like agree. I didn't yeah. I didn't think about that until just now. Mm-hmm. See, another great thing about these books
1: things like that just come to you when you start talking about it, which is exactly. why more people should read them and talk
0: about them. Yes, exactly. More people should read these books and talk about them um which is why I started this podcast because you know there are a lot of people talking about books but like I just want to do it all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it it you know what it's not my job but like what if it could be? <laughs> exactly <laughs> and at the end of the day it's a, it's good work it's important work and you're putting that conversation out there so exactly um another thing that i did not see coming out of this book is the message that it sends that like your world and the earth is important and you should take care of it um which is a perfect like star wars thing to insert a message like this into but they pretty much learn um that like the re- the re- the reason this planet keeps attacking them is because they're taking they're taking the, like basically like the energy from it right. um and it's it's basically like just it's protesting it's like you can't do that um and they kind of learn that like when they give back they get things back in return and it's that kind of symbiotic relationship um i d- like i know that that kind of thing is a through line in certain Star Wars stories and it has been before. But like, I don't know, like I finished this book and I was like, I'm thinking a lot about recycling right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, as I was
1: reading this book, it was like a heat wave where I live. It's like the hottest time. And I'm like, Star Wars, Star Wars has always been a political entity. It has political messaging. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this was not the one that I was necessarily expecting, Mm -hmm. but I was like, wow this is hitting uh really hard (laughs) right Mm. now as I'm currently uh melting uh in like a triple degree heat uh (laughs) and it just feels like it's so in our world it feels Mm -hmm. like almost so overwhelming and hopeless and seeing it like reflected in Star Wars where it's like it is the the planet is clearly attacking you because Mm -hmm. you are stealing the power you're stealing its resources if you work with it and return what you have taken it will be okay and it's like we yell this in our world Mm. also renewable energy renewable resources stop taking things that are depleting our natural resources and making it harder to live so I really liked how it was written in and Mm. it fit very well and it was also very impactful to our world as well as Star Wars world
0: yeah it it was very like it was woven in so well where it's like it doesn't preach but it also is like it can be very in your face at the same time if you're really paying attention um which you kind of need and I think like young adult books especially need sometimes because like if you're thinking of just the stereotypical young adult audience like they need to hear this stuff too um we all do but like to have these messages in like to specifically tell like this demographic like hey remember that like your environment is important and you need to like not throw trash everywhere or or whatever you're doing. (laughs) Um, And it was so, like, I think I just, I really love that it was so perfectly woven into the entire story, Um, which is, you know, these authors are great like they're yeah. just so good the authors the editors the story group everyone who's involved in like putting all these stories together like it's we don't get to see like the first drafts we don't get to see like the outlines but we get to see the final product and to think back on like what all went into creating these masterpieces it fascinates me so much
1: i think about it all the time like my ultimate dream in life would be able would be to write a star wars novel mm-hmm. and i when i read them i'm like the amount of like world building and like new planets and new Mm -hmm. characters that having to establish a story in an already Mm pre-established universe it really blows my mind and I'm like the 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 people who write these and work and work on these on every level I'm just like that it's amazing brain power it's amazing creativity and it's a very tall order Mm -hmm. because Star Wars is a very intimidating place to step your toe into and uh i i'm impressed every time i read them yeah just
0: happy to be here reading them yeah exactly it it takes a lot it's probably very intimidating to like come into this and be told like yes you get to write in in the star wars universe here are the things you have to follow but also go make up all these new characters and this name this planet and like this whole here's a beloved character that like don't don't mess it up I'd be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. At some point I will hopefully be having someone um who 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 may work a little bit on the behind the scenes uh, happenings of making these books happen um on this show and we'll talk more about how all that works. I mean as much as we can talk about because that there are things that right. they cannot talk about, which is which is fine. Like I I'll take what I can get because yeah. it's just it's it's so good. So we will we will get there eventually. Um Awesome. Yeah, right now we're just here talking about how much we love these books because it's so, so important. Um, I really think we need to talk about the ending of this book. And by the ending, I mean like the last few <laughs> lines of this book. Um, because we were told, we were told multiple times before this book came out. We are reassured that this would not be the Obi-Wan Satine on the run falling in love story that we still haven't got that we know is a thing. But we haven't actually seen it played out in a story yet. This book is not that. Um, however, however, at the very end of this book, um, Qui Gon has the audacity <laughs> to tell Obi Wan that they they've been given a new mission and where where are they going? You know, you can guess, but you'll also know, and it's very yeah. upsetting to me. <laughs> I'm like, no,
1: just one more chapter. <laughs> again a perfect example of like things that people who know a little like a little bit more than your average mm -hmm. viewer like are are gonna are gonna understand and be like i know exactly where they're going i know exactly who he's gonna meet i know exactly what's gonna come of this but the person who's just like the average star wars consumer is like okay story's over which is also crazy because yeah like the the Satine and Obi-Wan story is something that I'm constantly hoping to see more of. I just, mm. I book, comic, mm-hmm. a mention of her name. Um, I, that's, I, I will take literal crumbs, mm-hmm. whatever you will hand me. And this was a crumb. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. But someone who has no idea that doesn't watch Clone Wars, that doesn't know this story, would have a completely different reaction to the end of the book, which is just crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: I always, I want more of them. It, I just love how she's just literally opening that door and being like, Hey, even if it's not me, someone else can just go have fun and write the story now. It's right there. I, I gave you the end. Yes. <laughs> like, and Oh, like, I know, I know that, that there are a lot of protections on that story. I know that a certain a certain cowboy hat wearing creator is is going to make sure that that story happens exactly how he wants it to when he wants it to like I get it but also how long are we gonna have to wait right like
1: just something like some something of a, like deep substance I, I was one of the people just like praying the entire time the Obi-Wan series be like a name drop mm-hmm. a something an acknowledgement mm-hmm. but I understand that when it does happen, and I'm convinced it will, whether it's a book or whatever, that we will see of this moment that they have spoken of, and that we know canonically has happened in Obi-Wan's life, it will be just wonderful. In the meantime, there's fan fiction.
0: <laughs> exactly, Obatine. <laughs> right. Um, Part of me is like, sort of hoping that maybe at some point, as we get more Bo-Katan, and as we get more of her explaining the history of Mandalore to Dinjarin in The Mandalorian, like maybe I mean she has to mention her sister at some point, right? Like she can't like be like, okay, Din, this is this is my version of what happened, and not mention her. Um right. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why. They, I don't know why they're holding on to this. Like they know we want it. <laughs> And, and and they're so,
1: they they hold on to stuff because of, like, it's either going to be, like, spoken about or, I, mean, I think of, I'm, I'm a really big Boba Fett fan. Mm. I love Boba Fett. And mm-hmm. I think, he, he's sitting right here in front of me. Awesome. Um, I think about, like, why they held on to that story for mm-hmm. so long, for mm-hmm. literal decades. Mm-hmm. And they told it at the, op- the perfect opportunity when he showed up in season two of the Mandalorian, I lost my mind. So mm-hmm. I know that if they're, when they hold on to something, there's usually a reason for it, or they're mm-hmm. trying to introduce it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. The weight is agonizing. Yeah, And every, especially when there's like moments that you like, well, it could happen here. It could happen right. here. Why mm-hmm. isn't it happening here? Mm-hmm. And then you start to get frustrated, but <sighs> Yeah, I I didn't think so much about the Bo-Katan connection in mm-hmm. um, in Mandalorian, and now I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a perfect opportunity. And now watch me in like a year get disappointed or not disappointed.
0: Just frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know we we have Padawan, we have Master and Apprentice. There's a space right in the middle of those two books. You could you could do an actual unofficial Obi Wan. Book trilogy, and you could give us that story. I there's part of me that feels like it's not going to happen in a book, but it would also be the perfect way for it to happen. Or I hope could, it's like addressed on screen, and then yeah. it comes
1: out in a book. Like there it's one go. of those moments yeah. where it's like, okay, they've said it, they've like it's been spoken of. It's not just in Clone Wars, mm. which does not make it any less true, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's in something it's in something else, mm-hmm. and then the book like really yeah. digs in deep. That would be like my absolute mm. dream scenario.
0: You know, it's they know we want it. They're paying attention. They get it. Yeah. We'll we'll get it at some point. And like at they've been holding on to it for so long. They know how it's going to play out. They know exactly what they're going to do. And they're going to, you know, they're going to give it to us. They're going to give us exactly what we want. And then some and um, it's not in this book, but um the these seeds have been planted. I was trying to, I was like, what is that phrase? As it was coming out of my mouth, <laughs> we did it. Um, it's there. It can happen now. And um, whoever, whoever ends up writing that story, good luck, um, because there are a lot of fans who are it would have been waiting a very long time. It's I, like, I, I forget sometimes how long it's actually been since that storyline was like first introduced. Right. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what a what a like
1: gift that that uh that author is going to be given Uh,
0: when that opportunity comes we will we will see who it is I suppose who the who the lucky or unlucky person is I don't know like that seems like a lot of pressure yes (laughs) I don't want I wouldn't want to have that that uh burden to bear but
1: Mm. whoever gets it to be able to like really dig in like stink your teeth into Mm -hmm. their relationship Mm. and like uh, that's what i'm like i'm excited to read that
0: in the future (laughs) me too in that book when if it's a book when it comes it'll probably be a young adult novel as is this one um and the tragedy with young adult novels in general but particularly in star wars is that they just they don't get as much attention they don't get talked about as much which is why we're talking about on the show um they just they're great but they just like they're they're, like sometimes I have to look back on my at my YA stack and I'm like right that book exists not because it wasn't good but because it just people move on from them so fast um and you know some of it is hearing the label young adult can kind of sometimes turn people off and I wish that wasn't the case because like Padawan is the perfect example of like what actually a young adult novel is which it doesn't have to be romance it can just be a central character on a journey a coming-of-age story where they're just trying to figure out what their next steps are and kind of maybe who they want to become in the future that's exactly what this book is and that's exactly what young adult fiction is um there can be romantic elements there can be other tropes there can be other things but like that's that's the framework of all of this um And I'm curious uh, to know um, where this book ranks for you in in terms of like the other young adult Star Wars that you may have read.
1: I would say this is my favorite that Mm. is not central to a woman. That is not central to, uh, I think that, and that's not, that's just my own personal preference. Mm -hmm. I, uh, Ahsoka is one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, The Padme series is Princess of... Alderaan considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> he's gotta compete with some yeah. some pretty oh, yeah. some pretty tough ladies. Mm-hmm. But I what I love about YA and why I really like it in Star Wars specifically is that I find that I get bored when it gets into like a battle that's mm-hmm. written out. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Star Wars visually in like films and TV, I am like I'm captivated. But when mm-hmm. it's written, I'm like yeah. I just and that's I was a public historian in my past life. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my least favorite thing was like, like battle tactics. (laughs) I just like, I'm like, it's just not my thing. I'm not into (laughs) it. And in Star Wars YA books, if there are moments of it, it's not like Mm -hmm. pages upon pages. It's the pace is a little bit faster. And um, it always ends at like a, maybe not always happy, but like kind of like neutral, hopeful sort of Mm -hmm. resolution. Yeah and I I like that because a lot of the times there's very difficult things in Star Wars and Mm -hmm. especially in some of the heavier novels Mm -hmm. and sometimes I just like I want to read about my favorite characters struggling going through trials Mm -hmm. but having learned something from it and I think YA lends itself really really well to to that in the Star Wars universe Mm -hmm. and uh any time that I can like re- go through something maybe a little bit faster, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I appreciate that too. The yeah. pace of of YA is always yeah. really nice.
0: Oh yeah, there's there's a lot to read and books just like keep coming out like every yes. single month this year. We've gotten at least one new Star Wars book and I'm like, September, you're a little bit lighter. I'm ready for you. Like yes. I love my Star Wars, but like I need a minute to breathe. I, I'm not complain. That is not a complaint. I love no every, it's constant Star Wars books. I'm, am, I'm am living. I'm complaining I'm... <laughs> that there's not enough hours in the day. That's what I'm complaining about. <laughs> I am never going to run out of content for the show. And that makes me happy. Yes. Um, yeah. Back to your point. Um, you have your books like Alphabet Squadron, which are great, but are very very space battle heavy and that's not yeah. everyone's thing and it's very easy to like even the audiobooks like zone out a little bit or skim certain parts because it just it becomes a lot it's part of the story but that's just how the book is designed and then you have a book like Padawan which like things are going on but it's very as these YA books are they're character they're very character driven they're very like there are those moments of chaos but then it always comes back to the little bit quieter like more of an internal look at like reflecting on things or like relationships Um, Not always romantic. A lot of times it's just like, it's like in this book, Obi-Wan trying to get to know um, all the other teens that he meets and like who they are and what they, um, what they're going through. Like, that's a big part of the book. And like, we need that in Star Wars sometimes. Like, sometimes it's not always about the, like, it is Star Wars, but sometimes stories about war are about the people going through things and not always the battles, which is fine.
1: Right. Right. And I, I I like reading that in YA and usually like the characters are aged a little younger. So they're going through, um, moments in their life that one would be exploring or questioning or going into at that, at that time. And it's, it's, it's again, just nice to see these characters that we know from a younger perspective, who they were before we met them. Mm. And I, I appreciate, I think YA just lends itself really, really well to the character aspect, like you said, because they are so character driven. Uh, They're not so much like the battle driven or war driven. And the stories I like about people and history and books or whatever is like the people who lived through an event, people who lived through something, what were they experiencing? And I like reading that in Mm -hmm. YA. And I think that's why this book has Stayed at like the top, definitely my top five mm. of Star Wars YA books. Probably in like my top ten of Star Wars books of all time because mm-hmm. it is such a nice look and perspective at Obi Wan at a, such a crucial moment in his life that we have never even touched on before. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I really like that we got to see him um, in in this time where he really did need to figure a lot of things out and. um yeah. The, the fact that this book um, is young adult really works just like it really worked with Ahsoka because Ahsoka really needed that, that moment of like or that time of these are all the awful things that have happened to me. I need to figure out who I am in this galaxy. I no longer recognize it. it's a great book. I've read it like five times. Um, I can't stop. Um, yeah. if <laughs> If you if you are listening to this and like first of all sorry to spoil the book for you um if you haven't read it but if you haven't read any y a specifically because you're not sure if it's like for you um I, i'm 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 far past the the young adult range um and I enjoy them very much it's not about age it's just about it's more about the age of the characters and what they're going through and it's all pretty universal um and you know it, it's also star wars so like I always like to say don't shy away from it not every book is going to be your thing you know especially in the Star Wars YA catalog a lot of books are very different from each other so like you you may gravitate toward one and maybe you're not so sure about another one and that's fine um but I say try them they are um they're fantastic and like most of my top five Star Wars books are YA books um this one I haven't figured out where it fits in my in my ranking yet but like we'll get there at some point There's just so many, there's so many good books. I'm not very good at ranking Star Wars things because I honestly just love most of it. It's just Same. so, so yeah. good. When it was like the, the letterbox trend
1: of like oh, ranking God. your Star Wars movies and someone just did like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's pretty much how I feel. I feel like books are maybe a little bit easier for me to rank, but then mm-hmm. I changed like, cause I feel, I feel like something about film is like, it is so set in like mm-hmm. your decision, yeah. but books maybe because it's not as like, not everybody reads the books, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this one's my favorite right now. And then yeah. this one's my favorite later. So I feel a little bit more, more free to change my mind. Exactly.
0: Oh yeah. I, I should start asking um, the first time I have someone on what's your, what's your book ranking right now? And then like have them back on a year later. What's your yeah. book ranking now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it's always going to be different, especially because, oh my God, just these books are never going to stop. And that's a good thing. Do you have Love it. any other thoughts <laughs> on Star Wars Padawan? Anything else? Anything if, else if, you want to say? If someone
1: has listened this far in and has not <laughs> read it yet, um, <laughs> read it. <Let's> do it. <laughs> it. It's just, I had like a smile on my face the whole time I was reading it. it mm-hmm. It's just such a nice moment in his life to get the chance. Like it's a treat. Mm -hmm. It's just a treat of a book, and I'll pick it up again probably in a couple months and read it and have different uh, opinions or different, like, thoughts on things that I maybe didn't pick up the first couple, first two times that I've read Mm -hmm. it already. (laughs) Uh, It's just such, we are so lucky to be living in this time of Star Wars and having all of these books and all of these movies and all of these shows coming out and learning more about Characters. So, mm-hmm. if you want to learn more about Obi
0: Wan, or you wondered what he was like when he was sixteen years old, uh, read Padawan. Do it, do it. Especially if you haven't yet. And like, to be fair, for a spoiler-filled discussion, we didn't spoil everything. Like, there's a no. lot in this book that like we ha- we didn't even touch on. Um, and it's all great. And you can, you should, um, go read it now if you haven't. And read it again if you have um listen to the audiobook it's great um Star Wars audiobooks are just killing it as they always are I, love, I mean again the the Ahsoka one I didn't know oh. that Ashley read it and oh. then I was like
1: Ahsoka is reading me this book I still
0: haven't listened to that yet oh my it's, gosh you have to oh it's sitting it's in my audible it's just sitting there waiting for me I'm it ready was, it's it's amazing it's that's
1: that is hands down my favorite i can say probably that will never change my favorite star wars audiobook.
0: but mm. i i love reading them listening to them it's all good they're so good thank you so much for coming on to talk about this book with me i i've been excited ever since we you know we put this together and like this has been such a great conversation all all of the most important things about this book um that I think everyone should be talking about. And if you listen to this conversation and like, you know, we put ideas into your head that weren't there before that that's why we're here. That's why we talk about yeah. books. Um, Cause it's so important. If you would like um, feel free to plug any of your stuff, tell people where you want to be found on the internet. If you want people to find you. Sure. You could have, Find me on Twitter
1: at Eliza M. Reese uh, where I just talk about Star Wars a lot of the time and (laughs) things that make me happy about it. So if you want to talk about Boba Fett or Luke Skywalker, (laughs) I'm always down.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you for having me. This is so much fun.
0: (laughs) and thank you all for listening. If you haven't picked up this book yet, and this review has convinced you to change that, it's available in physical, digital, and audio formats. So you can read it at your own pace in whichever form works best for you. Star Wars One is available now wherever books are sold. Now This Is Lit is a part of the Faraway Fandom Network, and is produced, written, hosted, and edited by me, Jose Jimenez, designed our podcast art. Keep up with the show on Twitter at Star Wars Litpod and find the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to support the show, the best way to do that is to tell everyone you know. Spreading the word is helpful. It works. So retweet or something. I don't know. However, you tell people about the podcast that you like, do that. For more book reviews and Star Wars book glamour shots, follow Star Wars Book Reviews on Instagram.